From King 5 News in Seattle, I'm Ryan Takeo. This is Priced Out, Episode 2, Sacrifice. I sat down with Amanda Grace. She did the TV reporting for this series. There's this part of your conversation with Joe and Monica. We, may, we do little shortcuts. And without that, there would be... We wouldn't be here, probably. There would be... <laughs> probably, yeah, we wouldn't be living here. They sacrifice a lot of different things, but this is like a really small thing because for the longest time they didn't have Wi-Fi at their house. And they finally got it in their house. They haven't had cable television in years. In the last year, year yeah. and a half, we got internet, internet at this house. <laughs> so like we were like living in this Stone Age feeling of like, yeah. I have to go to the library to use the internet. And it's not in my house, yeah. you know, like. We have so smartphone. Which we also recently bought, like three years ago, maybe we yeah. didn't even like we're just on the very end of things. And we would go to Starbucks to to get Wi-Fi for our smartphone. You know, I didn't even think about that. But you're right; we just become completely used to living without amenities like that. From King Five News, this is Priced Out: Personal Stories of Those Struggling to Stay Put in Our Hot Housing Market. I'm Ryan Takeo. Surviving in Seattle is it's just day by day. In the past five years, the average cost of living index has gone up 19% across the country, but in Seattle, it's almost triple that, up 55%. I can't afford to stay. In five years, home values have gone up 88%, rent has climbed 42%, and the median property tax bill in Seattle has gone up 56%. Those are the numbers. We'll tell you the stories. Sometimes we'll go to the food bank if we, if we need to. And it still may become untenable, you know, to live here because of the cost of living and continually going up and my wage staying at a pretty steady yeah. plateau. The personal tales of those stuck in the middle, those feeling priced out. It concerns me for the future if I stay here. First, we'll release three episodes and then we could tell your story. Email us, out at king5.com. And we might tell your story of you being priced out. My name's Joe Simpson. I'm a childcare worker and a working artist in Seattle. I'm Monica Baroga. I'm a stay-at-home mom and singer and performer in Seattle, Washington. Joe and Monica are, boy, you know, we talk a lot about them almost having like these these split personalities, and it's not a split personality. They have alter egos. So they're Joe and Monica by day, and then they're Eldridge and the Lady Gravy by night. What? It, it's wild, but uh, they're musicians in a band called Eldridge Gravy and the Court Supreme, <laughs> and they were feather boas and Joe wears uh, mascara and eyeliner and huge hats and sequins and they are performers and they have this stage life and then they have this home life where they are totally normal you know mom and dad to their seven-year-old son Felix Joe's when they're at a, home. Joe's a child care worker. Mm -hmm. Monica stays home to watch uh, Felix because uh, it'd be too expensive to have her work at the child care because she used to work as, as, as child care. Um, what I found fascinating about them is they made it seem like they could be a lot worse off. Renting from family. Yeah. And without that, there would be... We wouldn't be here, probably. There would be... <laughs> probably, yeah, we wouldn't be living here. We get... An, 
a ridiculous markdown. Yeah, I think of it as like controlled rent. Yeah, <laughs> on the place that we live. Yeah, probably the only place that has a, a reasonable controlled rent. And yeah. it's and it's thanks to my mother-in-law. Yeah. They pay less than $1,300 a month rent to mm. live in a house in Greenwood, which is way below market value. They know if they weren't renting from Joe's mother, there's no way they'd be able to afford to live in that house. And really, there's no way they'd be able to afford to live in Seattle. You had this conversation with them about their their level of sacrifice, and they were really candid about how they were struggling, how they go to the um, food bank. We do little shortcuts, you know, like sometimes we'll go to the food bank if we, if we need to. Uh, how they have one car but try not to use it as much as possible. I, I think if you looked at them from the outside, here they are living in this great house in Greenwood, and uh, they are larger-than-life performers that their fans really worship on stage. And, and I think it's sort of if you only knew how they were struggling to, to make ends meet. By the good graces of our family. Um, yeah, that's really... Yeah, that's, that's how we're going to make it. That they live right above the poverty line and that they do take advantage of, of everything they possibly can in terms of uh, scholarships and aid that's available to them. But there's a lot that they don't qualify for because... Uh, Joe's salary, which is their primary source of income, puts them just uh, above that poverty line. Uh, so, for example, free or subsidized childcare is something that they could really benefit from, but it's not something they qualify for. It's really because of necessity. It's not a choice. Yeah. Um, they live kind of this communal um, lifestyle where they're kind of sharing and bartering and and using whatever resources they can. So it seems like at this point, it's almost like survival. Yeah. I, I think they've been on such a tight budget for so, so long and so much of their lives that this is, this is the life they know. And they'll admit that performing is their lifeblood. They don't know anything different. And they've made choices in their life that have have led to living on a really tight budget. They've chosen performing over, say, an, an office job where they think that they wouldn't have the kind of happiness that they have now, but maybe they'd have more financial security. They choose jobs in childcare because they love working with kids, but also because it affords them the flexibility that they need to work as musicians. Oftentimes they have summers off, and that's when they can go tour. And uh, it, it gives them nights off so they can rehearse with their band. And so they've chosen this life, and it's a life that they love, and it gives them the kind of creative freedom and the flexibility that, that they want while, yeah, it doesn't pay that well. <laughs> Let's talk about Amy for a second. I am Amy Marie Douglas, and I am an artist. Amy's big sacrifice is she's not contributing to her 401k right now. So she she's given up retirement or planning for her retirement. It's scary to be in your mid 40s. Um, it's scary to be a contractor that's not contributing to a 401k. And she sees her house really as her nest egg but it's a house that she has to hold on to. I can't, you know, have the power turned off in this house. I can't have the bank take it away from me. Um, 
so I'm just, you know, I'm getting by and I, I do, I do other things on the side. She's got to pay those monthly mortgage payments, uh, whether she's working or not. And, and Amy's a contract tech worker. Uh, that's how she pays the bills, but that's not the most stable income. And so uh, she finds herself in a tough position. She also is not passionate about that work. She wants to put her heart and soul into her artwork. That's what brings her joy. And she feels that she's tethered to this nine to five tech job just to pay her mortgage, to keep her house, to support herself, but it's not really bringing her joy. It's stressful, all the sacrifice. Sometimes you just need a distraction to keep sane. Next time on Priced Out. Remember, we could tell your story. Email out at king5.com. Priced Out is a production of King 5 Media in Seattle, Washington. I'm Ryan Takei.